Solskjaer has won it. And you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for Manchester United. Hey guys, welcome to the MUFC Pubcast. It's June 14. It's a Friday. Tom, how's your week going? Well, it's great for me. It's only Thursday for me, though. Oh, right. You work Saturdays. Well, it's a long week. It was the long weekend's thrown me as well. Oh, it's been a very long week. Um, so, Tom, I thought we'll do something a little bit different this week. I've opened that there's one change. One change. Second change is, instead of our question of the week, why don't we do a little bit of Manchester United trivia? Okay, so, this week's question... How many games did Manchester United win in the 2007-2008 season, title-winning season? I was looking at the fixtures just come out. I looked at what City and Liverpool did last season, and Liverpool, who obviously didn't win the league, had only lost one game. So it shows how many games you have to win now, and I know that wasn't the case what, about 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now. Um, look at 38 games. I would say we probably lost... Five or six, probably. So 33. I would say we won 28 games. I'd say Ooh. 28 games. I reckon in the league, obviously, would have won more FA Cup, Champions League. I think you are a very smart man, Tom Simpson. Right, together. 28 oh, games. Beautiful. We lost four and we drew six. Not bad, not bad. Mm. That's actually a hell of a guess. But we'll think of one next, which we can sort of hang on for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Something to stew over um, and everyone can get involved. Okay, so back into it. Just as we just said then, literally at the time when we sat down to record this podcast, the fixtures were just released for the Premier League. And it is Chelsea at home in the first game of the season. It sounds like a daunting task, but you know what? It might actually show United where they're at. There is something about Chelsea at home or Chelsea way, whatever, watching in Sydney straight, it is always a Monday morning at 3 o'clock. I, I don't know how. <laughs> it's you, always a punishment. You, you cannot go out and watch Chelsea. And okay. just to add to the punishment, when was the last time we beat Chelsea at Old Trafford? Last year. The season before Sanchez, one of his first games, I think. Lukaku and Jesse Lingard scored. Yeah, you're right, actually. But other than that, that was a, very, that was a rarity. The game's um, at Old Trafford, isn't it? Yeah, home game. So we'll just go through a few of the, write down the, some of the key fixtures. Obviously, Chelsea at home, the first game. Liverpool opened the season at home to Norwich. One of their 30 games at home to Norwich that season. They always seem, Norwich and Bournemouth. They, yeah. play, they play them at home 30 times a season. <laughs> Um, we play Liverpool at home in October, City away early December. On New Year's Day, we're away at Arsenal, away at Liverpool in January, at home to City in March, and we lift the title um, away at Leicester. Oh, I can't day. wait for that. Daniel James lifting the trophy. 21 21, Man United. Yeah, That's a good ring to it. It'll have to be different, yeah. yeah. It's been 20 times for how long? Five years, six Too years. long, unfortunately. Someone will have to get involved and make a new song. Um, so on Daniel James Lifton, number 21 at Leicester. Um, as we said last this time last week, he was just arriving at Carrington for the medical, but now he, a week later, has been confirmed and had all these photos and interviews. He looks, as I said, he's going to win title number 21. I'm yeah. sold. Look, I... I, I... He's a champion player coming from the championship, but he fits the bill of where the club looks like they're going in terms of strategy of young British talent um, who have potential rather than the finished product. Now, I'm not saying that 
Look, Daniel James is not going to be the difference between United challenging for the top four or not. He's not going to be the difference between us winning the title or not. But, look, it's a signing nonetheless. It's exciting. Let's see how he goes. He looks like he's absolutely rapid. I'd love to see him and Rashford in a 100-metre sprint. Who do you think would win that? Well, Giggs came out in all these quotes that come out in interviews when a player is unveiled. Ryan Giggs has come out and said he's likely the quickest player he's ever seen like, played with yeah. or against. He looks um, rapid. I just hope he's, and look, I'm no expert on the way he plays, but I just hope that style of player and his right foot, I hope he plays on the right. But every highlight I've seen and what I saw um, over the weekend with Wales, he was predominantly on the left, but I just hope yeah. he's on the right-hand side. Well, according to reports, we've scouted him and it looks like there is a suitability to play on the right, but we have to wait and see what happens. Nonetheless, I think it's a good signing, good start to the window, but let's see where it goes from here. What number do you think he wear? I don't know what numbers are available. Oh, God. Who knows? Actually, um, I, I, probably I, 17. I think, it was, I think some 21 was available. It was almost there. Someone made a comparison, jokingly, yeah. obviously, like myself, about Van Persie took the number 20 to win title yeah. 20. Daniel James having a bit of a laugh. With all due respect to Daniel James, <laughs> I don't think he's, he needs that sort of pressure. Okay, on someone who, with a little bit more experience, who has lit- literally done everything in the game, um, one matter. Besides Every- winning a Premier League trophy. He hasn't, has he? When he was at Chelsea, he wouldn't have... No, he didn't. Actually, he's won everything in the game besides the league. He's won World Cups, <laughs> Euros, everything, Champions League, Europa League. You f- don't forget to add your heart to the list of accolades. He, he, won that, he won that a long time ago, and I just hope he continues. As you've just seen, I've just, with the help of my mate Pete of the Sydney Supporters Group, I don't want to be big-headed, but I've designed probably the greatest Man United flag in history. Oh. Now, it is a one-matter flag yeah, for, cool. the, for the trip to Perth. Now, the only issue is there is a likelihood that he won't visit Perth. <laughs> He'll be playing for Barcelona at the time. Yeah. But you will see at a later date this flag. Hopefully, matter is there um, to be welcomed by it. But um, at the moment, he is 50-50 whether he stays or not. There is The recent report is the contract is still on the table and is definitely being considered. For me, 100% he stays. I, he's the perfect option to have in the squad. I, I understand the reason to get rid of him um, if he isn't going to be used correctly, but I think Solskjaer does have a tendency to, to try and use him centrally. Yeah. So for me, he's 100% staying, but where do you sit on the latest? Do you think, in terms of the rumours yeah. you're hearing, do you think he's likely to leave or stay? I actually think he's likely to stay. Um, United are having, have given him improved terms, if you believe the reports. of offered him a two-year deal and at his age I believe he's 31 years of age 32 later this year um, he's a little bit younger than me so he's 30 or 31 you're I an think. old man Tom. I'm old um, if you're looking at that plus you know I, I totally understand the frustration and the questioning of it but at the end of the day you can't have a team full of kids yeah. if you have a team full of kids we'll finish 10th if right. not lower because they just don't maintain consistency. That was one of the things that, when that quote Alan Hansen back in the 90s said, you can't, can't win anything with kids, then they went to win everything. One of the biggest critics of the backlash to that comment is Paul Scholes saying, well, no, we didn't have kids. We had a team of Eric Cantona, Roy Keane, players like that, Peter that's Schmeichel. Right. And that so, statement is always taken out of context. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he didn't mean to say, you can't, he didn't want, he meant your whole team can't be full of people who are 21 to 23 years of age. We can still use it as a stick to beat him with. But, um, <laughs> um, look, I think Mata definitely has a place in the team And we saw that diamond implemented a lot towards the end of the season A lot, a lot, a lot of articles coming out suggesting that Potentially Solskjaer's 
formation that is his plan it might in fact be but I think if we're rotating between a 4-3-3 and you're rotating between a diamond I think Mata definitely has a place to be at the tip of that diamond and offer something creatively to the team um, or coming on late in games if you need to push forward and have someone who can have a bit of creativity in the final third I don't see anything wrong with that signing whatsoever no, 100%. Now, we put that post regarding Matter's situation on Facebook a couple of days ago, so we'll just read out a few comments that were left by people. So, first off, Dave said this. I wouldn't get rid of Matter before... I wouldn't get rid of Matter before Matic and Young. I think they, those players need to go first. Um, you need his experience, and he's rarely injured. So, I think that's one thing with Matter. He's, I think he actually got an injury and was quite a shocked to the system when he got yeah. injured last year because he's very rarely injured he's always fit and yeah. available um, he's got a great injury record um, Jake has also said he's won everything in the game which I've also said um, besides the Premier League besides the Premier League the Premier League's overrated it's, it's City got, got 20 yeah. people in the streets watching Apparently Liverpool fans said that um, he's far from our biggest problem I, I wouldn't be devastated if he left um, but would prefer to keep him over players um, like Matic and Young, which is the same as Dave yep. said. And also Robert said, love Matter as a player and as a man. He's get, given his all for the club, but it's time to part ways. So the, I, I understand the argument for getting rid of him, but for me personally, I just think he's the perfect option in the squad. He, he, yeah. like he, you could rely on him to play 30 games a season in the league, or if he came in for 10 or 15... I think it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, and, and take the playing out of out of account. He's an experienced player, someone who's an ultimate professional, has a great work ethic, is a good human being. If you put those things in a young team, he definitely adds value to the squad. Now, Matter, one of the classiest, most silky players you'll ever see. Beautiful to watch. So, rolls smoothly into Harry Maguire, big old slaphead. He's, he's not smooth. And, have you seen the English chant that they made for Harry Maguire? Um, something involving vodka, is it? Something no. about vodka and him having a big head. Yeah, no, he's got a big head. <laughs> he has a, a large head, but you know what that head is really good for? He he knows how to score headers, and if I look at our current defence... Are we going to get the ball in the box for him to score a header? Definitely not off an Ashley Uncross, but if you're looking at the weaknesses of our central defenders, I'd arguably say it's in the air. Lindelof's weakness is in the air. Even Delit, who we've been linked to, has weaknesses with a direct ball. Harry Maguire definitely addresses that. And people saying, oh, why are we going for Harry Maguire? He's a really good player. In fact, he might relish the opportunity to come into this team, be a leader. And he'd definitely be an upgrade on anything that we currently have. For me, that, that, that's the thing. He, he, might, he might just be one of those players who come in and he, he just suits. It just works. It clicks. There's been far better players who have come in and failed. And there have been far worse players who have come in and succeeded. Definitely. You can't tell. But for me, just quality-wise, he's like, almost like when Phil Jones is in his prime. He's like yeah. a fit Phil Jones. Phil Jones is a good player. But he's not a person who's going to go and win you a Champions League. Not that we have to concern yeah. ourselves with winning a Champions League because we're nowhere near it. But... Harry Maguire is good, very good. He's potentially 60, 70, 80 million our centre-back. Yeah, look, every man has his price, but for that sort of money, no. But look, it's not my money. Because he, he seems to be the number one target now. Delit seems to be... It has shifted big time now since this time last week, and it looks like he's Paris-bound. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not convinced he is, Tom. If you, if you look at the history, even since post-Fergie, all the players we've been linked to in the past with defenders, besides Lindelof, there was some noise about him six months prior. Outside of that, you didn't hear about Eric Bailly until maybe a few days before he signed. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So who knows what the club's actually aiming at? I believe Koulibaly's still a chance. We're not hearing a peep about out of ear yeah, I still think that that quite. could be on. It, I really it, it makes too much sense for me. It's so much sense. I, I don't understand how that's gone quite. Yeah. But maybe he potentially. I was having a debate with someone on Twitter, and they made a good point that, well, maybe Alvarado has seen the situation. And is happy to stay at Tottenham for another season and get his signing on bonus somewhere next year. If the club doesn't want to sell. Well, wait and see. Look, would I be upset if we got Harry Maguire? No. Is he the best option out there though? Definitely not. But. We, we make the argument that, oh, it's not my money, that, that doesn't matter, and it's, it's more than valid. But for some reason, when you are talking that bigger figure, yeah, of it, it does sort of wind you up a little bit. So for me, I'll, if he's the only centre-back signing, 100%, yeah. we're welcome with Definitely open, an upgrade on anything. Open arms. So you welcome him as a player, but I wouldn't be spending... Look, I understand he's going to cost more than $50 million, I, I get that, but I wouldn't be spending more than $50 million. And he, he could likely go for $80 million, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Ten years ago, Cristiano Ronaldo went for eighty million. <laughs> now we get a Leicester centre half for eighty million. The world's gone mad. Now someone else who is going to be quite expensive, Juan Bissaka, who we both had in our list the other week. Yeah. It seems legitimate. It seems all but confirmed the club has put a bid in, um, which was rejected by Palace, and they're holding out for a bit more money. Yeah. It seems the bid was around forty million pounds. So you'd assume the club will go in for I don't know forty-five or fifty million next. Yeah. Um, I think when a club go has a bid rejected, the first bid will always be rejected most times. Yeah. So sure. you assume they're going to go back in, and if they think they're going to go back in, they must be pretty confident they're going to get in. Yeah, and if you if you believe reports, Wan Bissaka has told Palace, I, I want this move to United. Um, look, for me, United have to go all out and get this deal done. I've read some conflicting reports that say we might look at Munia as a alternative I genuinely hope that's not the case at the end of the day if you're the you're the biggest club in England we we make ridiculous amounts of money I totally understand the Glazers don't put a penny into the club and so forth but you also have to you have to come halfway in and you have to make a compromise as a club as well and say we don't want to get rinsed but we are going to get charged a premium price for good players that's just the way it is but you do you, you don't want to get rinsed but there is going to come a time where if you pay 60 or 70, say you pay 60 million yeah. for one Bissaka this year, next year you want to buy a 20-year-old English player, he's costing 70 minimum. That, that, and there has to draw I understand, okay, you're going to have to pay a premium, but you cannot continue that game. In, in three years' time, you'll be buying a teenager who hasn't made an appearance for 100 million then. I understand that, but, you know, I'm not saying you, you might have to spend the 60 million or whatever it is, but... At the end of the day, he's 21 years of age. He's English. so And these English clubs don't have to sell anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? This isn't 10 years ago where you could go to Palace and Tottenham and sign a Dimitar Berbatov. Could you imagine Palace 10 years ago getting 80 million, or sorry, 60 million for a player? Of course not. But now it's the norm. This is the market. Premier League clubs have money, and this kid has years on his contract. They don't have to sell him. So unless he ends in a transfer request, which I don't think he will, because that puts you... Yeah, in a negative way with the fans but for me United have to get this still done I think it's positive the rumours or just the confirmation that they are involved that they are definitely interested in it yeah. I think it's a positive because yeah. as we said any right back needs to be brought in so Ashley yeah. Young doesn't play <laughs> that's again not too harsh on Ashley Young but right back is a desperate issue 100% um, look I, I, 
if we're saying right now, do we think it'll happen? Definitely. I, I can't see a situation yeah. where he's not holding a United shirt before. Yeah, the end of and I think the club could potentially, because the right back is such an issue. He is young. I think the club might take a hit and pay what Palace want. They might be yeah. well over the odds, but I think United might just do it. So we've had Daniel James confirmed. Obviously Welsh, not English, but young, inverted commas, British player. Talked about Harry Maguire, Juan Bissaka. So nicely into Brexit. Brexit United Football <laughs> Club. We're re, uh, renewed Ashley Young, Smalley and Jones contract. Get rid of Herrera, potentially get rid of all the Spanish lads, keep the Eng- English lads. I didn't know we were starting a political podcast. Full-on Brexit, a hard Brexit. Should I ask you if you supported Scott Morrison's election? Um, you know what? This sound, it sounds crazy when we say it out loud, and I know we're laughing about it, but it, it's not the craziest thing in the world. I think the club could potentially, and who knows, who knows what Edward Wood's thinking and the club's lawyers, but these are smart politicians, smart lawyers, who could potentially be ahead of the game. And knowing what is going to... They might have an idea of what will happen with Brexit, what potentially will happen with FIFA and UEFA in terms of player quotas. And who knows what... The, the currently, you need eight homegrown players. Now, the homegrown player rule is weird. Paul Pogba's a homegrown player. Yeah. Okay, but it's currently you need eight homegrown players. Maybe in five years' time, once Brexit finally happens, you might need 15 English players in your team. You, 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 never, you never know. Yeah, and it's something that... Look... Other club thinking about Brexit. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take the bold prediction of no, no. they're not. Um, I think, I think Solskjaer is purely looking at it from a historic point of view and what's worked for United in the past. And what's worked for United in the past is signing the best young British talent around the country. And it's purely that. I also think that there are some very good, talented young foreign players out there. And if there's an opportunity to sign an Mbappe, and I'm not saying we're going to sign an Mbappe, you're not going to not sign him because he's not English, right? Yeah. So I, I know I know Edward Woods a smart man, and I know this Matt Judge who I don't even know what he looks like. Someone, a, someone should release a photo of him. Some, oh, just, a, just a candid photo of him. I think it'd be a mugshot. But, <laughs> um, well, it should be a mugshot. I'm sure they're very intelligent men there, but I, I don't think the club's thinking about Brexit. I think it's purely a football strategy. Yeah, no, I think... But yeah, as you said, in terms of Solskjaer's motives, not motives behind it, but looking at what has historically worked in terms of young English players, I think not only that, but just the... I don't want to say there's a different mentality between English players and foreign players, but let's, let's use a stereotype of, let's say, Martial and Pogba compared to... He's a young British player we have. Uh, Rash- Rashford. Okay, and obviously Rashford has... People have... Um, Is Lingard still a young player? <laughs> He's uh, coming through the ranks, a young teenager. But um, Rashford runs through a brick wall yeah. where the criticisms of Pogba and Martial, they don't. Um, Patrick Vieira ran through brick walls. Yeah, I, I no, I, I, I don't agree with it, but do you yeah. think Solskjaer or the club potentially see that? or Sergio Ramos runs through brick walls. I don't think so. I think Rashford, quote-unquote, runs through big walls because he's grown up a United fan. He's a United fan playing in a jersey. That's all it comes down to. Are Martial and Paul Pogba... You know what? Even if they were fans of the club, I think that every player just has their own style. Dimitar Berbatov was criticised for being one of the laziest footballers there was. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. One of my favourite strikers. You know what I mean? So, where do you draw the line? Wayne Rooney ran his head off for Manchester United. But if you ask him right now, which club do you love more, he'd probably say Everton. Oh, no, I think he's probably said that. He's, he's got Everton fucking pyjamas. Sorry for my language. But he, 
that's the thing. So this this myth that players who have more of a work ethic, if you like, or tend to run more. Lingard runs his head off. United fans call for his head every day on social media. So no, I don't I don't buy into it at all. Now calling for someone's head, someone who last straw for me, I think he has to go now. Did you see Lukaku's comments this morning or uh, yesterday, sorry, for yeah. Belgium who's saying came out and said something along the lines uh Conte is the best manager. Mm. Um, and Lukaku himself expects a busy summer. He expects movement. He's going to go back to the club and talk to them. Yeah. But um, it sounds like he's off to winter. And if he's, if he thinks Conte is the best manager, well, he's, he's free to think that. Mm. But I'm not saying he has to come out and say Solskjaer is the best manager in the world. No. But you don't come out and praise the manager of another club like that. You I don't. don't. Think. Um, look, I don't think it's a too big a deal. But he's obviously manoeuvring. He's, he's starting to manoeuvre himself to slip out the back door. Um, speaking of slipping, did you see his... Have you ever seen a striker, Tom, block his own shot? Yeah, I don't know if it was a shot or it was a block. <laughs> but in saying that, that's the thing, he scores two goals for Belgium. Yes, he does that, but he, he scores goals for Belgium. He does have Hazard and De Bruyne behind him. He plays in a system that suits what... And he plays Gibraltar in Scotland yeah. every week. Well, of course, people fail to look at... He's versing in, in well inferior opposition. And you know what? The Belgium system suits the way he plays. Yeah. And, and we've spoken about it before. You put a system that suits certain players, but it doesn't suit other players. Sanchez, perfect example of that. Lukaku's on... He's definitely on finish time. He's on borrow time, I should say. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely expect him to leave. But if he leaves, does that mean we need to get someone in? Because I don't think you can have... A 21-year-old Rashford leading the line. I'm starting to think more and more about this two-striker system, a 4-4-2 diamond that looks potentially could be the way, yeah. and maybe Rashford Martial as a front two. Because uh, Solskjaer has quoted Martial would prefer to play through the middle, and he sort of he was brought as a striker. Yeah. And I. Yes and no. I think personally, I think Martial is much more dangerous coming off the left. I don't know how he goes with his back to goal. And Martial's weakness at the moment is running in behind the line. So, you know, and that's something Rashford does do well. Well, It could could form up. Interesting to see where it goes. But in regards... okay, we'll just move on there from one striker, Lukaku, to two former strikers who are of a little bit higher level. Um, Just a little debate we'll do maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks, a comparison of players. This one, which we put on social media as well. Who would you prefer in your team? Not so much this team, but if you just pick a team from scratch, Ruud van Nistelrooy or Wayne Rooney? Oh, wow. You know, for many people, this would be very straightforward. Straightforward for me. I think we're going to disagree, Tom. For me, it'd be Wayne Rooney. Um, You know what? Growing up, myself, my favourite Manchester United player. I absolutely... Yeah, absolutely. I loved loved his work ethic. I loved the fact that especially in his younger years, he would charge back and defend and still burst along to get back up top to score a goal. And you know what? He's, he's Mr. Mr. Ultimate Utility, Ultimate Professional. He always did something for the betterment of the team. Yes, who's got the better goal record? It's it's Van Nistelrooy. Well, it, I think you mentioned it, and the answer for me is 100% Rude Van Nistelrooy. However, we will just discussing earlier, and you're yeah. going to call up Rooney's stats now. Yeah. I feel bad. What are Rooney's goal-scoring stats? 
Wayne Rooney made 559 appearances for Manchester United. He scored 253 goals. See, that, that's the thing, but out of those appearances, he played in central midfielder. He played at six sometimes under yeah. Van Allen Moyes. He's, um, played wing. He played on the left wing, played on the right wing. Yeah, um, in our Champions League winning season. He he is... He's, he did sacrifice a lot. That's the thing. Of, and people called him selfish when he handed in a transfer request. But then I, I just... I look at... Now that his career's finished at United, I can say he was the ultimate professional. Always put the team first. And if he played striker his whole career, I think he'd... I'm not going to say double his goal tally, but it'd be well beyond the 253 that he has. Yeah, that's crazy. If we're looking at Van Nistelrooy's stats... Um, now I'm not Van Nistelrooy brilliant but Tom what a player in 219 games 150 goals oh, you, you don't have to sell it to me I know 0.72 ratio no he was just brilliant the, the ball came in the box now I've never seen there's, there's maybe a little argument for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer but I've never seen someone so lethal it was yeah. the ball came in the box it was a goal he's touch it wasn't a lot of players now there's almost the people compare it to the Thierry Henry finish opens his body and kills it to the right so anyone get, goes in on goal now everyone looks for that far post and yeah. kills it Van Nistroy whatever worked worked he didn't care how it looked if he had to put it in with his shoulder his knee his hip don't matter he was just ruthless in front of goal two um, fantastic players and I remember a lot of people probably seen United um, actually fouled him on his medical the season before he signed him so they unveiled him as they confirmed the signing yeah. pending medical they fouled him on the medicals. Could you imagine the outroar um, if that happened now? Could you imagine signing a fifty million pound striker, then fouling them on the medical? Crazy. Then Benistroy puts a video together to try and prove his fitness. Back home at PSV, goes up doing a heading drill. Goes up, heads the ball, lands down. You hear this massive snap and snaps his ACL, which the club was their fears were confirmed. So um, it almost didn't happen, but Ferguson was true to his word, and once he got back fit, signed him again, and. As you said, Rooney was one of your favourite players growing up. For me, Ben Nistroy, maybe not my favourite player growing up, but at his, um, during his time at the club, I think was my favourite player. I loved him. I absolutely loved him. For argument's sake, if you are, let's say you're building a team from scratch, right? So you're saying Ben Nistroy, let me try and convince you a little bit. Putting on my salesman hat, Tom. So you're building a team from scratch. Would you rather the perfect striker or would you rather a player who can compliment you who is a very good striker but compliments you in off the striker can play in midfield can play on the wing who will bust along for the team potentially save you goals as much as he scores them just through his work ethic alone if you're building a team well, it's a great sales pitch but no you're not selling me rude venice i'll get great players who could do all those individual jobs i wouldn't need Rooney to do them all i'd have my right winger playing on the right i'd have my goalkeeper playing in goals i'd have my left winger on the left and just lump the ball, get Ashley Young, whipping balls into Ruud van Nistroy. Um, right. Yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, clearly not convincing you. Look, for me, it's Rooney. Um, but oh. look, two brilliant players. I don't think you go wrong. Okay, if any anyone choice. has any two players for next week, a comparison, feel free to shoot it through on Facebook or Twitter. And um, hopefully two players we disagree on again. Yeah. But yeah, again, there's no wrong... Rooney was... He's the play we're missing now. Yeah. We can do with Wayne Rooney now. Oh, absolutely. I think he could play goalkeeper. Speaking of goalkeeper, Tom, I'm just starting to think. The whole David De Gea, the latest with David De Gea, we're hearing that he wants to leave, he's likely to leave. We're also hearing United are about to offer him improved terms. 
Do you think he stays or do you think he goes? I mean, now my mind is made. Not that I want this to happen, but my, mate, my mind is made up now. I think he's off. I think the club will decide to keep. They won't lose Paul Grand De Gea. Yeah. I think they'll get what they can for De Gea. I do not know what that means in terms of buying a goalkeeper. I don't know if they'll splash the cash or not. A black wants to leave. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot. I, I don't know what it means for a new keeper, but I think the club will take a hit, sell De Gea now, get something for him rather than leave for free. And I think the club will hold on to Pogba for another year. Okay. Then, now, next week, I'll be saying De Gea will be signing a new contract. <laughs> but at the moment, I think I think De Gea's off, I think. PSG, Herrera's, PSG need a keeper. His best mate, Herrera, has gone there. Um, you? Yeah, two plus two equals five. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I think I think he's gone. I think he's gone, yeah. Um, and also, while you can... Go like cash in. He's got a year left, and if he has no intention of staying, you might as well let him go. But it'd be interesting to see who United bring in to replace him. Um, we've we've seen the biggest links with Onana um, at Ajax, and it looks like if he does leave, Solskjaer's staying true to his guns, and he's he's like, okay, I'll get a completely new goalkeeper. I'll go ball playing style. Which be, is interesting. It would be it would be sad to see the go, and it would be hard, and it would be a bit it would be a bit worrying seeing how the new goalkeeper would go. But like any song, like there's Daniel James sign and there would be an element of excitement thinking, okay, there may be something different which could benefit the team. At the end of the day, no players bigger than the club. Yeah. So you don't want to stay and you don't want to sign the contract. They've offered him great terms. See you later, mate. Now on to just a final question. Um, we'll go on. We'll finish on, sorry. Adam has sent in on Facebook. It's a month away from Perth. No, it's actually less than a month. I leave uh, Perth on the 9th. So less than a month. A um, month away from Perth, Daniel James, our only sign-in, and we don't see him any closer to any other sign-ins. Real Madrid have signed five already, including Eden Hazard for $100 million. Is it a concern? Or is Real, Real Madrid not a concern to us? <laughs> They're not a concern for us this season. Um, look, I, I totally understand where Adam's coming from, but besides Real Madrid, have you seen any other club make any significant yeah, signings? I don't think there's been anyone. Liverpool that, hasn't signed it. And, and look, we're the ones who have to make up ground on those yeah. things. But I understand that, but it's early days. Yeah. It, it's definitely early days. I don't. I think by the time United go on tour, I think you'll see another two signings. I'll tell you who I think is going to struggle, and this is a debate for another day. But when you, you compare rumors, and rumors mean nothing, and you have the best transfer window, and you could completely fail. But I think Arsenal and Chelsea could struggle this year. Uh, well, they, Chelsea aren't going to sign anyone. Yeah, I, I just think the way their windows potentially go in their manager situation, I think. Um, Arsenal and Chelsea are in for a long season yeah. and hopefully we can take advantage we do have a tough start fixture wise but hopefully we can take advantage and um, get off to a good start now just once that just to finish off I thought it was quite interesting not interesting it was quite sad actually um, we talked about the number sevens the other week now since Ronaldo has left our number sevens who are, our number seven since Ronaldo have left Ronaldo's left we looked at Valencia Owen Michael Owen Di Maria Memphis and Alexis Sanchez yeah. in the league have scored a combined 15 goals in that time so, so when did um, 2009 our number 7 have scored 15 league goals in that time Ronaldo himself has scored 332 goals in the league in Spain and Italy crazy isn't it I don't, it's not even it's crazy it's, it's weird I have to do the maths to work out if that's actually possible is the jersey cursed I don't know. This, this, the Sanchez rumours has died down. Is he's going to go or stay? or I think he'll leave, yeah. He'll leave? Well, that'll open it up for someone else. I think else. he'll leave on loan, but I think he'll leave. Scott McTominay take the number seven shirt. Just completely change position. Like, like when Brian Robson had number seven in the midfield. 
on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. So thanks again for getting involved on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So keep all that up. Whenever we post, please throw a comment and give any questions. Again, we had one guy get in touch. He wants to come on the podcast, which we'll definitely have him on in the coming weeks during the off-season. And one podcast we've got coming up, which we're going to record soon, a, I don't know what we'll call it, a great debate or something looking at the past decade. Yeah. So we'll look at the best player of the decade. I think we'll have to exclude De Gea, everyone De Gea aside. But the best goal, best moment, worst moment, best signing, worst signing. And as Lingard. Uh, Lindergaard is in my team. <laughs> Lindergaard. Everyone calls him um, Anders Lingard. I always forget it's a Lindergaard. But anyway, on that note, thanks again for listening and tune in next week. Yes, See cheers. ya.